Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, <laughs> Harvest Belante shares a story about the dread she felt when a psychic came to call. When I first saw this, this theme, of course I was going to say, well, dread is every time that a single woman like myself has sex, and do I just recount every episode, <laughs> because that is the Russian roulette of being a female. <laughs> but um, I decided to go a different direction. However, we still start with me um, lying on my back, oiled up. I am, <laughs> I, I am getting a massage from my friend, a massage therapist, and... So she's talking to me, and she says, um, she says, Harvest, uh, I really, I want to ask you, would you be willing to sign up and help me out here? I need some people to do this uh, constellation workshop, and I'm trying to get this really good guide down from Washington, D.C., and she's helped me a lot, and I need more people to sign up. Now, I'm curious, just kind of from this crowd, I can't really see you too well, but how many people are familiar or know what constellations, besides like stargazing, is? Does anyone? I don't see any hands. Okay, so you guys were as clueless as I was. No idea what this was. And, of course, I'm asking her, and so she starts to fill me in. She says, well, basically, um, you will, you know, there's this guide. She's going to come down. She's a professional. What she does is she feels the energy of our ancestors, and she'll, she'll work with you all day on, like, really trying to see how, how your ancestors and, and their behaviors impacted your behaviors, and um, it's really a great thing. It's helped me out so much. So I'm lying there, and, and kind of at first blush, I will say this sounds a little new agey to me, a little bit. And, and make no mistake, my name is Harvest. I have a degree from Berkeley on my wall. So like, I can go granola if I want, but I, I still tend to be a little bit skeptical. So I'm kind of like, eh, but, but on the other side, um, I go, this is very logical. It makes sense to me. Obviously, uh, whatever has happened in our past and with our ancestors, that makes sense that that would get handed down and through generations, you know, would impact uh, what's happening in our lives today. And there were certainly things, this was a few years ago, but certainly things that I, I wanted to kind of explore more and think about. And um, so I say, sure, what the hell? All right. Um, I, after the massage, I get up, write her a check for $75. So there goes next month's massage. But um, hand it over, and she tells me four things. She says, okay, this is going to happen uh, in a few weeks. It was actually going to happen on Halloween Day. And she says, uh, first of all, come prepared with some questions or issues that you would like to kind of go over with the guide. Uh, also make sure to wear comfortable clothing. So we're going to be moving around a lot. Be comfortable. She says, bring a snack. She says, bring Kleenex. Okay. So over the next few weeks, a growing sense of dread <laughs> starts to take over because um, I know all evidence to the contrary. I don't like to get up in front of strangers and tell them all of my shit. This is, um, this is very well prepared, the stuff that we do here. And so I'm kind of... I'm thinking more and more about it, and I'm going, ooh, I don't know how I feel about this. Some professional, like, delving into the inner workings of my mind. And, um, and you know, what is going to be uncovered with my ancestors? I can tell you that 
None of my relatives have had really healthy, successful relationships in life. The most successful one is the one that is not even a marriage, but a common law, you know, coupled them for about 30 years. So what does that say? Um, and I'm thinking, and, I, and I'm very, I'm a, an over-analytical person as it is, so I'm really going over all these things in my mind and, you know, well, what impact does it have? Uh, I know my great-grandmother didn't let my great-grandfather invest in this uh, little startup restaurant, a.k.a. the iconic Hollywood Brown Derby um, back in the 20s, which really pissed me off. So how did, did that, like, factor in and, and carry through the ages? Probably affected my financial situation, yes. Um, so I'm really getting worried as we prepare, but uh, nevertheless... I want to help my friend out. I want to do this. So, constellations. Halloween arrives. I get ready, and uh, for the first time probably on that holiday ever, I am fully clothed, and I am wearing, um, <laughs> you know, so I'm wearing a flannel and yoga pants because I was supposed to dress comfortably. And I arrive at the Virginia Beach Library to a hug and an aura cleansing. Um, yeah, if you've never, you know, that doesn't usually happen at the library. So the woman, <laughs> she wanted to take us out one by one and like stand with the stick and do the aura cleansing. I'm like, okay, whatever. So, um, after she does this for everyone, we're, we're in this room and I'm looking around and primarily this is, this is all women, about 12 women. Um, mainly I would say ages, uh, fifties and sixties. There were a few of us that were a little younger in our thirties. Um, very nice women. And everyone's seated in a circle, and the guide comes in, and she sits down and says, I just want to tell everyone how excited I am. I have been feeling so much energy ever since I agreed to take this class. I can tell you that, uh, you know, we are definitely going to get in touch with your ancestors today. And everyone else is saying, yes, yes, I've been so excited. I haven't been able to work. I haven't been able to concentrate driving. I mean, they were really excited. No one was expressing the dread that I was. So I kind of sat quietly. So she says, okay, what I like to do to start things off is to just do something that's rather innocuous, something that um, isn't, isn't going to get um, too, too deep, but I want us, you know, if anyone has anything that they'd like to talk about with their finances. So I'm thinking, yes, perfect. Like, that's, that's me. That doesn't seem too warm and fuzzy. Like, I can, let's, let's talk. Let's, let's volunteer to do finances. So I shoot my hand up, and she says, okay, Harvest, this is how this works. I need you to pick uh, one person to be yourself, one person to represent your money, and one person to be a third party, and we'll figure that out later. And you're going to put them in the center of the circle, position them however it seems natural to you, and then we'll see what happens. Okay, so I go to the girl who seemed kind of my age, and I pick her. She's going to be me. I grab my massage therapist friend. She'll be money. And uh, I grab a third person, and I kind of put them over here. And I'm joking, of course, because I'm a smart ass, and I'm, like, putting myself and money really close together. I'm like, hey, get her to tell you the Mega Millions numbers. <laughs> and I'm looking around, and, and the guide's face is just like... So I'm like... Okay, this is not going to be that type of day. Um, all right, so so I just kind of back off and sit back in the circle, and the guide says, "Okay, go ahead, do whatever you feel." So everyone's kind of standing there, looking. <laughs> they don't know what to do, and uh, it's it's my money that moves first, and money kind of starts to hang her head, and she 
backs away from me. She's backing away, backing away, all the way to a wall. She begins to slide down and eventually pull herself on on the floor and lay there. The fuck is my money doing? (laughs) Laying in a wall. That's what I want to know. So I said, and... Linda, the, the girl who is me, is kind of also confused, and so she kind of uh, walks over, okay, and just sort of pets money on the back. And the third person, who doesn't know what the hell they're doing, they just, okay, they kind of stand over here. So the guide is watching this with, with very keen interest, and she says, this is very interesting. Harvest turns to me, Harvest uh, is any of this resonating with you? I, you know, is, are you having financial difficulties? And I looked at her and said, I, no, not really. I, quite honestly, things are pretty good. I just, I, I thought it would be interesting to, to learn more, but um, no. And in that moment, there, I had, it was just for a split second, but there was this look that crossed her face, and it was this kind of like what you get when you go to a, a car dealership and the car salesman realizes that they don't have you. And I, and I swear to God, I, I saw it. I saw that look. And so she, you know, turns back around and says, okay, continue. And uh, so everyone's kind of just still sitting there, but, but Linda's face has actually fallen, and she's looking a lot more emotional. And the guide interrupts again and says, Linda, what's going on? You, you seem very upset. And Linda says, I, I, it's, I'm just a little upset because, um, you know, this is reminding me of something that happened last year. I lost my father. He had a heart attack. Uh, we were in the middle of a court case, and it was, I, I think, the stress that got to him. So this is just hitting close to home. Oh, okay, all right. Um, was, was the court case, did you win? And she says, yeah, we, we did. And it's just, you know, it's been really difficult. Um, huh. The guide is up off her chair. She comes over. Money, are you Linda's settlement trying to tell her that it's okay for her to f- spend you and, and feel all right? My money, which I always thought was supposed to talk, sits up and instead nods and puts an arm around Linda. Linda, at this point, the tears start coming down. The guide, realizing that she's onto something, goes to the third person. Are you, are you Linda's father? Do you want her to make peace? And, and do you want to tell her that you're at peace and she should enjoy this settlement? Third person's up there like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, mm-hmm, that's exactly it. That's what I'm feeling. Oh, at this point, so Linda's full-on crying now. Everyone's hugging, sniffles all around the, the circle. And I'm sitting there like, what the hell? The, the guide turns back to me, and she just kind of shrugs as she sits down, and she gives me this look, and she says, well, Harvest, I'm sorry, but um, clearly that wasn't your money. Okay. So... I did, not, uh, I did not ask any more questions that day. I did not bring anything else up. But don't worry, I still participated plenty. Um, if you, so 
What I realize is that most of these women had actually traveled far and wide to talk about exactly the things that I dreaded talking about. They wanted to bring up all their intermost personal uh, conversations. They wanted to confess abortions that they had never talked about before. They wanted to talk about abusive husbands, alcoholic boyfriends, um, terrible bosses, misogynistic uncles, everything you can think of. And if you look at me, uh, I am Southern Italian through and through. I am usually taller than most women. Like when I go to the gym, I hate the long mirror because I'm always dwarfing every other person (laughs) in it. So if you had to guess who was going to play each and every one of these assholes all day long, it's the tall one with the flannel and the yoga pants. Oh, I, I need an uncle. You know, he berated me and called me fat. Harvest, come on up. Be this person. Great. So all day for eight hours, this is what I got to do, and this is who I got to embody. And it got, it was, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry throughout most of the day because it was really tough. And these women were crying. At one point, I broke character, and I just, I walked over and kind of put my arm around this girl because she was sobbing in the middle of the circle. Later on, the real her comes to me and says, you know, in that moment, you were a better husband to me than he was in 20 years. She said, that's a lot to take on on a Saturday. <laughs> that is a lot. So it was, it was a tough day. Um, I always, when I, when I think about doing these stories, I always kind of think about what is the takeaway? What is, uh, what is the lesson to be learned? And uh, quite honestly, I mean, we know that the guide's takeaway was about $900. So... And, and I didn't once get to see eyes roll to the back of the head or any possessions, which is what I kind of expected for my money for Halloween. But um, that's okay. A little bit of a disappointment. Um, for me personally, I got home. I immediately took off the flannel and the yoga pants. I took a long shower. I opened up a bottle of wine. I texted a guy that I had been gone a few dates with and said, hey, do you want to come over and watch a scary movie? Then I changed into something far less comfortable. And uh, (laughs) that was my day. (laughs) Needed to unwind. Um, When I was thinking later on kind of about everything that I had seen throughout that day, um, that sense of dread started to come back to me. And what I was realizing is uh, I was nervous. I saw many women, you know, and, and the stories that they told all day long were stories of them really hitching themselves to some very unsavory characters. And I wondered, you know, how do we protect against that? Because, as I said, certainly my ancestors have been through all this themselves, and I've been through bad relationships too. And uh, the one thing that I could kind of, uh, you know, reason too is that um, most, most of the time these women were saying that they were just expressing this for the first time. Uh, that day they actually were coming forth and just talking about it for the first time. And I realized one thing about my friends and my generation where I'm lucky is that, and I don't know if it's like Sex in the City that made it cool, but we talk about that shit like all the time. It's something that we're constantly talking about, our relationships. Um, things aren't as, as secretive. They're more out in the open. And I thought, you know, at least... I've had that, and I've had my, my over-analytical brain, which 
even though it drives me crazy sometimes, it constantly has me reevaluating behaviors. So when I have gotten into bad situations, I am probably overly alert to them. And, and because I have such good friends, I am always, um, you know, seeing how, how my behavior changes and how it's reflected with them. And I was thinking about it today because I keep seeing things on, like, Facebook all the time, you know. Hey, girl, you know, you do you. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Haters are going to hate and all this stuff. And I thought, I don't know. It's actually kind of good, even if it's just sort of a subtle, silent cue. If, if my friend, like, raises her eyebrow a little bit to be like, hmm, not sure if that's okay, maybe that's a good thing. I need to pick up on some of those things. It shouldn't just be blinders on. It should be really keeping your eyes open and listening to what everyone says and evaluating uh, your own behavior and your own choices. And um, so I thought about that, and that, that gave me some sense of peace, and I thought, you know, life isn't perfect, but I can at least sort of stay the course and, and keep what I, doing what I'm doing, and um, I still have my very supportive friends, many of whom are here in the audience tonight, and so uh, thank you guys, and I just want to tell you, if any of you ever ask me to do a Constellations workshop, my answer is going to be, go fuck yourself, and uh, <laughs> not going to do that, but I love you anyways, and you're wonderful people, and so that was my story of dread. Thank you. If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more Storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.